American Horror Story Hotel episodes one and two are both over, but the series is just getting started, and more importantly, Posha Recaps coverage is getting started as of right now. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wither, and wowie wow wow, I am very, 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 very pumped to be doing what we are about to do here. Uh, this is the first ever, to my knowledge, I can't think of another one, post-show recap of American Horror Story. This is a show we've heard a lot about from people who wanted us to cover this more or cover it at all. Uh, so here we are. We're going to do it, and we're going to do it in a really, really fun way. I'm going to be podcasting about this show every single week with a co-host who I will reveal to you in just a few minutes. Just right up front, before we even get into anything, uh, this podcast is going to contain spoilers from the two episodes that we've seen of American Horror Story Hotel so far, and also all of the previous seasons of American Horror Story. This is a show, if you're not familiar with it, or even if you are and you've just skipped around a little bit, American Horror Story is a different story. It's a different set of characters. It's a different theme every single season. It's an anthology show. So you can watch season two without having seen season four or season four without having seen season one, and you'll be fine. You know, there's a little bit of connective tissue to these things. A lot of the actors are carrying over, but by and large, very different stories. So if you've skipped around or if you are planning on going back and listening, we are going to spoil the bejesus out of some of these seasons here in this upcoming conversation. So that's right out of the way. We just wanted to say that up front. And also, since this is our first episode and we're covering two different episodes, we missed the premiere, so we're combining the premiere and episode two. And it's really a little bit of a rambling, free-ranging conversation, not as focused or structured as it will probably be, hopefully will be, maybe won't be in the weeks ahead. Uh, so just be prepared for a little bit of loosey-goosiness and colorful language. And other than that, I think if you are someone who has listened to RHAP religiously in the past, I think you're going to really like what we've got coming up for you in just a second here. All right, everybody. The moment you've all been waiting for. I'm so excited about this. Let's see who the man beneath the rubber man suit is. It's Stephen Fishback. What? 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 As played by Evan Peters. <laughs> In uh, like a very poorly drawn on beard. <laughs> it's just a thin pencil mustache. Oh, no, but if he was playing me, you know. Yeah, you, but I feel like you could rock a good Gomez Adams. I would. I that's one of my favorite parts of this of this season of American Horror Story. Is what is yeah. Evan Peters' thin mustache? Yeah, the mustache is, is yeah. fantastic. I love everything Evan Peters, and like that. That to me is uh, the, the maybe the. The apogee. Top, top of the line. Steven, unbelievable. It's, it's been so long since we've had you in the RHAP post-show recaps universe. I know. I'm so excited welcome, about this. Welcome back. This is weird. Aren't you not supposed to be here? I just had to podcast about something. You know, I can't. It's like, it's, <laughs> like, I'm, it's like I'm infected with a virus and I have to podcast. Yeah. And you're also coming after my job now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Turnabout is fair play. Right. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've, we've been missing you on the podcast this season. Obviously, you guys all know Stephen Fishback is currently chopping wood on Survivor <laughs> every single Wednesday night. Not successfully, yeah. Competing with American Horror Story on Wednesday nights. So we're going to be recording these on Thursdays as often as we can. Um, Stephen, are we allowed to do this? Is this kosher? Are you and I allowed to talk? Are we allowed to cross the streams? I think this is fine. You know, we won't talk about Survivor. We won't talk about, um, the, you know, there will be no spoilers or anything resembling spoilers. Uh, you're totally unspoiled, which is yep. frustrating, but uh, yep. it is the case. Are so. you really mad at me, actually, that I didn't tell you anything at Ponderosa? <laughs> I, I would have abused my my power, and I think that's why I, you know, that's why I would be not good for that job. Like, I was really, I really respect the fact that you did. You ex- did you expect more? I thought like maybe you'd give me a wink, but I also like, you know, like, you know, like when we, whenever we got to like someone's name who might be out for me, you know, just like a little bit of like, uh, you know, tapping your nose or something, no. but you, you didn't. And it was, uh, you missed it, my tell. You missed my tell. I would, I would dart my eyes to the left really quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, point, yeah. point being no survivor talk here. That's pretty much the extent of what we're doing. That's, that's about the extent of the survivor talk that's happening. Here. That's it. Do you think that Rob is going to be jealous of you and I, and is he going to start sending us hate tweets? We really have this like three-way scene happening. Here, it's kind of you know? it's kind of this like cosmic uh, menage a trois of podcasting. You're like the Lady Gaga to our Matt Bomer and Shane Jackson. Cheyenne, well, you're, that, does that make you Jessica Lang and I've Lady Gaga my way into Rob's heart? <laughs> oh no, I was thinking in like in uh, you know the whole Cheyenne Jackson, Matt Bomer, Lady Gaga thing. But but uh, uh, yeah, you're right. I might be like the old cast off, you know, amputee. 
All right. Well, you were you were like the big bearded man who got his throat slit in the orgy last night. Yeah, exactly. Steven, you you had mentioned you wanted to do some post show recaps podcasting that you were really itching to do some podcasting and talking about scripted stuff. Um and American Horror Story was really high up on your list, and that shocked me because this does not seem like your show. You're an intelligent guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's know, so really trashy. Dude. Yeah. Well, so, so what? What is what? What? What is it about this show that you're that you're into? What I love about American Horror Story is that I feel like in any scene anything can happen. You know, and I yeah. think that we're all so glutted on narrative and storytelling and and prestige shows that we can really see the bullets coming a lot of the time. You know, you really have a sense even going into something how things are going to pay off and like maybe there will be a twist which you can predict or not predict, but it it becomes very formulaic. And American Story is, you know, for all of its faults, never formulaic. You know, always it, you know, I I got really into it in the first episode. I mean, I went back and watched the first episode of um, season one and just so much insane stuff murder happened. Murder House. Yeah, and Murder House. And then in season two, like, you didn't know any any two characters could be in a room together and, you know, one could die. They could have sex. You know, they could – like, someone – they could just be friends. They could die and have sex. Yeah, yeah. So it was, like, that level of excitement in the narrative of, like, you truly don't know what's about to happen. Like, that, like, addicted me to this show because I – you know, I typically, I think probably a lot of us typically try to like outguess what the show is doing. And with American Horror Story, you kind of have to just like sit back and hold on. Yeah. And I feel like the leap from season one to season two was especially startling in that regard. Like season one was a fairly streamlined story for most of it. People were getting killed off kind of early. Uh, like the Tessa Farmiga character, when she died, she died like two thirds of the way into the season. That was very surprising because I think at that point we didn't know that it was going to be an anthology show. You know, I think that people expected that the Murder House storyline was American Horror Story and then Connie Britton bites it and then Dylan McDermott is dead by the end of the first season. And then you realize, oh, so we're just resetting the story every single season and by the time we come back to american horror story in season two now not only is murder house far behind us we've got the same actors or many of the same actors playing completely different characters in a wildly different setting with wildly different horrors that they're dealing with like it's not just a crazy insane asylum it's um it's like these like mutated monster people that james Cromwell is building yeah. and aliens uh so they really kicked it up to 11 in season two yeah and i i just i just love that like like truly Really, like insanity like broke in in that in that season and you know they had like every every possible scary uh you know asylum kind of trope like was just like crammed into there and like bursting at the seams and it was it was so exciting and, and you know obviously they talk a little bit about like oh that all the whole universe is related and pepper is forever pretty much yeah exactly but you know that to me just is like it's like uh it's a uh, garnish you know it's, right. it's not necessary yeah, we don't need this to be like the uh, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't have to cohere. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we don't need like to... Jessica Lange with an eye patch showing up to recruit Lady Gaga to season six. <laughs> I hope there's a Jessica Although Lange maybe we do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That would be great. Like, that would be really great. I miss her already. You know, she was so much the anchor of the pe- the previous seasons and just had this, like, level of lunatic vitality. You're not supposed to say anchor. You're not supposed to say anchor. Oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, she's, she's, you know, she's the Emmy winning darling of this series. And she was, you know, really the person that the show was being built around every single season. You know, it was really a Jessica Lang showcase. And I don't know. I mean, I didn't get all the way through Freak Show. I watched the first episode and I couldn't keep going through Freak Show. And at that point, I think I was feeling pretty fatigued with horror story i mean all the things that you're mentioning are totally true um you know it's a show that can reset itself it's a show where it's not formulaic you don't see the bullets coming as you say um you know anything can happen anybody can die at any moment but there was just at at a certain point of like do i need to see another evil jessica lang like how many evil jessica langs do i have to sit through i mean i mean i I, i've seen so many um and i guess i (laughs) I was i was kind i was kind of ready for either you know, could we do like a super nice Jessica Lang, which would kind of be boring, or I'm I'm okay with the fact that Jessica Lang is taking a seat as long as it's not permanent. I'm I'm okay with her taking a break. And it's true that like the Lang character became kind of consistent in her even her like issues, which were all about aging, you know, holding right. on to glamour, holding on to youth, um, you know, a fear of other people's youth and getting usurped. So it, it did become uh, you know, very similar in terms of even like her the the, the the problems that she was confronting uh, right. season to season. So yeah, it's, it's exciting to see someone new uh, take to that. And, you know, by necessity, because you don't have this, this central character, it, like a lot of, it's gotta be more of, of an ensemble show. And that's, that's exciting too. 
Right. And I think it's also, it's fun to watch. I, I don't know if you've been doing this, but I've been doing this. It's fun to watch the Countess, the Lady Gaga character this season, and just think of her as played by Jessica Lange. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because and, and <laughs> yeah. like, you can tell like this would be kind of the Jessica Lange type of character. At least you could see how she could really relish in the role, except for the fact that she's old. Right. Uh, you know, she's much older than Lady Gaga, so it would definitely be visually very different. But I feel like you can see Lang in this type of role. Totally, like sexually rapacious. You know, right. like same, like same, like you know, really fixated on heartbreak and and uh, breaking breaking people's heart and having her heart broken. You know, as like the old vampiress. You know, that could be an interesting an interesting role too. But you know, Gaga brings that sort of. Uh, glamour and excess that she's basically defined in culture anyway for the past decade. So it's it's fun. It's, you know, that, I mean, she's she's perfect for it. Yeah, but I mean, even as you mentioned that of Jessica Lange as like this old vampire showing up, like I can see that happening. I can absolutely see like a late stage season five type of thing where she's just she pops up in episode ten. I that feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like some sort of Jessica Lange comeback is on its way. I hope so. I mean, just because that would be great. All right, so so let's let's get into let's get into this season a little bit. You and I were talking a little offline before we. Um, no, it, it is. I'm not loving it to be honest with you. Like I'm this. We we talked about this a little bit, and we kind of shared our rough impressions. And I I've kind of felt like it's a little bit all over the place so far. You know, there's yeah. like a bunch of. You know, square-jawed, brown-haired guys with, like, the same haircut who are they all... They all look the same, they all look in the fairness. Same. Like, Wes Bentley, John, uh, Matt Bomer, Finn Wittrock. Like, I can't tell who is who yeah, many, it, many of the time. The definitely, and, like, especially for me, like, with uh, when Cheyenne Jackson... Is that, a, is that how you say his name? I believe so. Yeah, okay, okay. When he, we'll, get a, like, we'll get a fact checker on the pronunciation. Yeah. When he came in, I was like, wait, is that... Matt Bomer's character? Like, is he right. buying the hotel? Like, there was a minute where I was just really confused. So, I, I mean, I love the setting. You know, I love the the hotel. I love that sort of, like, 1940s era glamour, like, faded glamour that it has. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Los Angelino. I, I love the L.A. noir element of it. And I love the fact that it's in a confined space. You know, I think that's what made uh, Murder House and Asylum so great was there was a right. real sense of the space that these things were happening in. And I was really excited to, to come back to that. Cause I thought with Coven and uh, you know, the, the, with freak show too, like they, they kind of were not served by being almost like too much in the open world. Um, and, but I felt even with that, like it's a little bit like so far, it's a little bit, I don't even, I don't have a sense of the space, you know, like it's almost right. like a, a completely, it, it is a hotel, but it's like, you know, it's almost infinite in space so far. I mean, maybe that's part of the, 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 maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that, right. you know, that pays off. But what do you think? No, I, I like that. I, I think that it's cool. Um, so, so you're, you're a little disenchanted with this season so far, and I actually really like the season so Well, tell me what you I, love I, about it so far. Yeah. So, so I, I'll start with where you just were with, with the hotel itself. I think the hotel is awesome, and I think that you were, you were hitting on, on something that I don't see issue with yet. I, I really love the space, and I think it's the best space since Murder House. I, I yeah. love Asylum. I think Asylum is a crazy, crazy season. Um, but I, I think that, even then, just the asylum itself, it was more about how nasty and abusive the people were and how you had this crazy Nazi scientist in the basement turning yeah. people into meat monsters. More about that than about, like, the twisted horror of the asylum itself. Right. And I think Murder House did that very well. You know, there was all the ghosts that were involved in that and all the colorful characters that emerged from that. But what was great about Murder House is just, like, anybody could pop up at any moment. You have no idea how many freaking people are living in there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I feel like you get the same thing here with Hotel, with, um, you know, with the yeah. Sarah Paulson character is somebody who's just constantly lurking about. You don't fully know her story, Kathy Bates. All these people who are just emerging, you know, you have no idea how many people are sewn into beds in this place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and at least two at this point, right? At least two. <laughs> yeah. At least two right now. Uh, you've had no idea how many, you know, bondage monsters are running around with like spike dildos on them. You know, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a really messed up place. And I think that there is sort of this, um, you know, it, it's really an offense, an offensive thing to say to, to Kubrick to call this very, you know, like a Stanley Kubrick type of thing. But I think it's going for a shining type of angle. Well, I did um, like with, that, you know, like out of the gate, you know, in the very right. first scene, you have the two girls, you know, like just to, he, he, they exactly. acknowledge or the two kids, I guess. But they acknowledge that debt immediately. You know, you've yeah. got the, the two little blonde kids um, like right out of the gate. Like, OK, like <clears throat> you can't escape if you're doing like a horror about a hotel, like you can't escape that this is going to be one of the big influences. Um, and, and And he goes with it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, you know, the hallways that don't end, you yeah. know, you're constantly running and running around in a loop. So it's like a nightmare. Another- it is like being yeah. in a nightmare hotel, which actually I, you're selling me on it. You're selling me on it. No, I, I think it's like I think it's a clever nod. I think it's a clever nod to The Shining, which you know very famously had uh, architecture that wasn't supposed to make sense. It right. was supposed to disorient you. It was supposed to be actually impossible to reproduce in reality. There's a really great uh, dissection of that somewhere online. I forget who did it, but it's it's a really cool video. I'll try and plug it in the in the, in the show notes. But I think that this is it, it's a real tip of the cap to that. And we saw in last night's episode in in episode two uh, that that is I don't know how he pulls it off, but that's I guess that's intentional in the design of the crazy Evan Peters character that he right. like, built this place to be this monstrosity where you could just hide anything in any corner. Um, so I really love the space and I think that that's a big part of what I'm loving about the season, but I really like the cast too. And I actually think that the story is fairly streamlined, I guess. I mean, there's, there's a couple of stories that are going on that I feel like are, you know, destined to collide yeah. uh, and I can keep track of them. You know, it's not like, it's not like asylum, which was really jarring where you had, you know, you had aliens, you had Jessica Lang was, was being awful. You had bloody face, you had this, you had that. I felt like there was so much going on in this season and there's a lot going on in this season too. But as it stands, it's really Wes Bentley's character. Detective Lowe is looking for his kid slash the 10 commandments killer. Right. And then you've got Lady Gaga is a vampire who really likes to have sex with vampires that she creates. She <laughs> yeah. likes to cut open other people's, throats and drink their blood and she also seemingly has some money problems uh and that and that really seems to be those are the two central pillars of the show right now and i could follow that pretty easily right now yes yes i i agree with you i mean i actually if anything i i thought they were a little bit too clear where like one of my one of the things i didn't like was how much exposition there was in this last episode where you have lady gaga explaining the rules of this virus to finn whitrock and it's like it was so cl- and then you've got the, the whole evan peter's backstory where it's like really walking through you know all of the, that, that whole history and, and like maybe that's just work you have to do out of the gate to like get what's right. coming next but I, what i loved about murder house was and about asylum i guess was that those sort of stories kind of unfolded over time where you got like you know with a with murder house especially you had that like um that crazy doctor who's evil infested the house and you never really got the full story until you know two-thirds of the way through the season you know but you kept on getting like little glimpses of this insanity and you knew there was some evil you knew there was some crazy that was lurking at the at the root of this but right but you didn't really know what it was now and now now it's like oh lots of dead people and you know they've been cut up and and maybe and, and you know it's, it's hard to like judge that until the whole thing is done but out of the gate i was like just you know i, I didn't want to have that level of of exposition and it was almost unbelievable too like the kathy bates character sits down and just explains it to the detective like that's how right. you know it's like well, but that's what he says too he's like i don't know about that yeah. I don't know if I'm buying that. So, I mean, he, sh- he shares your skepticism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's exactly. Like, I don't know yeah. about this. That seems perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and- I, I also don't get, like, how does this place operate in the real world? Like, how has this place not been shut down? You know, like, They rely on the- Swedes. You know, they rely yeah. on, like, just, like, confused Swedes making it their way into the hotel. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did they, you know, what, what's, like, the Yelp review on this place? But I guess, like, I think the Swedes even mention, like, yeah, um, you know, leaving a terrible be, review, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, supposed to be rustic, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but how does this place, you know, like, how does this place maintain business? There there must be something there. Unless American Horror Story is just going to really just, like, pretend like that's not important. And I'm okay with that if that's what they're doing. But there could be something there with, like, who's connected to this place. You know, what is the importance of this place outside of, um, you know, is it is it, like, a true detective season two? type of LA government conspiracy. I don't know if you were watching True Detective season two. You I did. I suffered through. I, I hate watched the whole thing. Oh, you great. came back and you hate watched it. That yeah. makes sense. Makes sense. Um, uh, but I but mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like maybe there's some sort of conspiratorial angle there. I, I think the point is like there's still there are still more mysteries to. To, to, to this place. You know, I think a lot of it got explained up front in the first episode and in the second episode. But if they're offloading that this early on, I'd, I'd like to give the show enough credit to think that they've got some more surprises up their sleeve. But well, is it possible that Lady Gaga credit. was Evan Peters' wife? Like, we saw, like, we didn't see yes. the wife character, right? And we just saw, like, a little bit glimpse of, like, blonde hair. Right. 
Yeah, so so there's the flashback. There's the whole extended flashback in, in Shoots and Ladders, episode two, where we're seeing Evan Peters. We're seeing who he is and just how much of a horrible monster he is and how he just goes around freely shooting people and talking with his very funny, old-timey 1925 <laughs> yeah. voice. What's your, what's your take on the accent? Just like, like put a I love it. Yeah, you, oh, I, I, love I love it, it too. I love it. I love it. I love it. Evan yeah. Peters is the star of the season already. And yes, he was only I totally in this agree. one episode. Yeah. This is, I think that this is the best Evan Peters American Horror Story character, and it's only, it's only one episode so far, and I think <laughs> yeah. that he's already – number one it's definitely it's definitely up there i mean i just like such a lunatic and like so insane anyway you were i'm sorry you were you were uh no no so so in that scene they're like they're go they're giving this extensive flashback as kathy bates is telling the story to west bentley's character and you know relaying the history of this guy and all the horrible things that he's done and you see in one of those scenes that his wife is there and you don't see her face but you see her hair yeah. and it's you know this kind of it, it's you know it's black and white so you can't really tell but it's a very bright white color that could be the bleach blonde of lady gaga and the fact that in this episode we saw that the countess is you know a vampire she's been around she was right. born in 1908 or something like that it seems fairly clear that she and this guy they were they were a thing in the past i think that that's definitely on although maybe too on the nose you know and that's the thing with these ryan murphy shows it's like if it was going to be that clear a hint like he would probably just show it so like maybe it's right. a, maybe it's a misdirection yeah, and even thinking about that further, I was watching this with my wife last night, and she was like, oh, so that's the Sarah Paulson character. It's like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. I don't think it is, but thinking about her comment last night about that makes me think about, but we have seen a lot of, like, bleach blonde people in this hotel. Yes. Uh, which, who knows what the hell that means? You know, I guess we just, we have a thing for blondes at the Hotel Cortez. <laughs> uh, but there's there's so many of them that it could it could be. It could be that it's not Lady Gaga, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, blondes, and as we've discussed, uh, men men with the same haircut, brown hair. Yeah, they all, everybody looks the same. It's really important that there's just, like, a real monotony of people coming through the door. And there's gotta be, I hope there's something to that. I hope it's not just, like, a Ryan Murphy, you know, like, his, like, ideal, uh, ideals of masculinity and femininity. You know, I hope there's, like, something right. to the sameness of them all. It's got this and, like weird Aryan fetish going on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Makes me deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> so, what did, what did you think of? You know, one of the big things that we're all excited about with uh, American Horror Story every season is is what the opening is going to look like, and it typically really hits the themes of you know what this whole season is going to be. And it seemed like there was a lot of like things crawling out of beds and people right. turning into skeletons, and you know the idea that there's like secrets are going to be you know hotels are places where you know you do your secretive business you know where you go to do drugs where you go to have a tryst um and where like you know you escaped your normal lives, but those illicit things are now like crawling out from under i mean what what, what did you think of this intro well it did it you say that and it did remind me of like uh these beds in these hotels are disgusting yeah. you know there's and, and not just in the hotel cortez but like any hotel yeah not it, just where really they have does, a dead like a, a like a half alive body in it yeah i don't think that there's going to be any like uh i don't know sheridan sponsorships because <laughs> yeah. this is very bad for the hotel business yeah. but i i liked it but i i thought that it um you know it it felt long uh you know to the to the point that the whole opening isn't even really wrapped up by the time we get to the to the credits you know right. the those the, the whole business with the swedes extends past that you know we get a couple of scenes past the credits so it feels like it wasn't tight enough right um that that was one issue that i took with it but i i like the idea of you know doing something super creepy and not seeing you know a ton of the main characters right off the bat other than kathy bates who seems to be taking top billing this season yeah it's interesting and like kind of like an understated character you know certainly for american horror story she's just like a right. sad, like a sad woman you know who's who misses her son she's come a long way she's no bearded lady this <laughs> yeah, season. exactly yeah. Yeah. she was like a crazy undead racist and then yeah. uh bearded woman right. and now she's just you know a sad mom right so i like i like sad mom kathy bates that's not bad yeah i i like i like when the show and i think that it was difficult to do with jessica lang for whatever reason there was always there was always some similar quality about that uh about her characters there was just some thread as you as you really touched on but with kathy bates she's played three different characters pretty you know far ranging in the three times that she's been on this show we haven't seen what angela bassett is up to yet i'm looking forward to that but um sarah paulson this is a real turnabout for her as well she's usually playing some sort of sympathetic yes. figure or a protagonist and she seems like i mean gnashing her teeth in front of a little oh, kid man. like that, that was or, so gross that was it so was nasty. disgusting yeah. Yeah. i don't know about you i mean i i'm, I'm a teeth grinder i yeah. grinded my i grind in my sleep really bad and i uh i have just like a a, a tick I, I don't know i can't stop it and like that kind of thing when i when i see it in front of me or when i'm made to be aware of that thing i get grossed out so that really effed me up 
uh, watching her do that. That was disgusting. Just like spitting teeth out at this. Yeah, point. I couldn't. I, I like had to look away. It was. Too, I'm also teeth so grinder. Gross. It was. It's Ugh. really, really gross. It's not scary, right? It's not scary anymore. It used to be scary. Like Murder House. Like I wouldn't be able to watch that at night. I was too scared. But yeah. now there's it's, not a lot of jump scares. It's really just nastiness. Yeah, and there's not a I mean, like you know it doesn't feel like it's playing yet. I, mean, I guess there's like the horror of. You know, the unknown with, with in any, like to your point, like any hotel, like there's something disgusting and, and like this right. is kind of like getting at that creepiness of you're staying in a, in a bed where like you have no idea what's happened in that bed before, you know, in any right. hotel that's true. Um, and like, you know, this is really, really capturing the sort of like the paranoia of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I thought that was, I thought that was awful. And yeah, I, I feel like there's, there's, um, yeah, the, the horror is really just, disgusting things that are being thrown your way it's really not it's really not about the jump scare i don't know you're not are you much of a video gamer at all steven i i used to be but are now it's i'm are you, are you familiar with silent hill oh yes yeah so it's like kind of like silent hill where silent hill is this game about like this scary small town where all these really unbelievably disgusting things are happening and just very very creepy more than it is any real jump scares yeah uh, it's really just like this sense of icky awfulness that could you know creep around from any corner but it's not going to creep out from a corner and suddenly jump out at you you're going to watch it come at the corner and like wobble your way and you're yes. just going to feel gross the entire time and that's kind of what american horror story but wobble like. scares are feel like are scarier than what it, when we've got this season so far right you know i feel like there was actually like the the wobble scare was a lot of like what what the murder house had or even you know just like that slow build of like what is right. this creature in the basement you know it doesn't it never i guess he did jump out at one point but you know it was never it was always just like the fear there was just like what could happen with this, right. you know, yeah. but it never actually did happen. Here it's like, you know, you've got a, a guy in a leather suit with a, a spiked dildo, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. there's no real like menace there, you know, it's just right. It's just crazy and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, does that guy have a name yet? <laughs> it's not the rubber man, right? It's, he's, he's, he's not own, rubber man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is the same universe. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's possible. I was I was trying to find. I think I saw it online. It was like something like uh, like the addiction demon or something. Oh, is that what that is? Okay, like I saw something about an addiction. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that sort of makes sense. Like you're getting hollowed out by addiction or something. I mean, I don't right? Know. Oh, stop that. Sorry. <laughs> there's some, there's something very gross right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that also is is a big point that's coming up this season. Is you know, there's this real theme of addiction that's playing out that is a little on the nose at certain points, really in your face in certain points. But I think that there's some interesting, subtle stuff that's going on with you know the whole vampirism idea and yeah. Lady Gaga being really into the blood and all that stuff, and contrasting that with heroin junkie storylines and you know west bentley's an alcoholic on the show so i think that that's that's an interesting concept that i'm excited to see the show yeah you, totally and even out of the gate you know with with like the level of titration that lady gaga goes to to get like the blood that she needs you know there is definitely and and like when they were purifying the women because their blood was unclean you know there's that there's that the counter element to addiction where like the idea of purity as being something that's hard to maintain you know and like i think you know west bentley talking about how you know, he's, he's, it's like a struggle for him to not, to not drink, you know, and, and, uh, that, that stuff, I think, you know, you're right. It's like interesting themes and we haven't like, we haven't yet seen. And, and, um, Evan Peters talks about murder as kind of an addiction, right? right? Like he talks about it with, uh, Finn Whitrock when like Finn Whitrock's like looking for heroin or, or something or cocaine. And Evan Peters says, you know, well, this is really the ultimate high. And like, it was him, you know, for him, like totally. killing was his addiction, um, and, and yeah, I think you're, you're right. Like that's definitely going to be a big thing that plays out. Yeah. And you know, there's that great scene in this whole extended flashback scene with, uh, with James March as the Evan Peters character. And you have him obviously annoyed with this kind of heavy set guy in the hotel who's complaining about whatever. And he's bringing him up to his room and he's talking about, you know, sometimes, you know, I, my fortune is, is my curse. I was rich too early. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I feed my hunger with this building and my art, but sometimes if I want that really good full feeling, uh, and so he's already, ta he's like talking about murder. He goes ahead and just shoots the guy or whatever he does. Yeah. And he, you know, he's talking about that as, you know, filling a craving, you right. know, satisfying a need. And even, um, even the Miss Evers, the, uh, the, 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 the maid yeah. who, who says like, I would love to be your last meal or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so there's definitely, there's definitely that aspect to it. And just even him like slitting his own throat, he does it with no hesitation whatsoever. He's just, you know, he really needs 
to feed in that moment. So addiction is very, very seriously happening this season. I don't know where it's leading us toward, but I like it. I think that it's a cool unifying theme across all these characters who are obviously coming from very different places. Now, do you think addiction is related to the idea of hotels at all? Like, I, I don't actually agree with you about like asylum, for example. I thought that like right. I thought that that did hit like. You know, there were a lot of themes of captivity and like those themes of captivity kind of like played into the like more societal stuff of like male power, you know, like men right. in, in asylum were literally like keeping women captive. Um, and do you think there's something that's related to like there's, there's a level like does, does the hotel element relate to addiction? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I go to hotels, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I just edited out that part. Um, yeah, 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 no, I think, think <laughs> I, I think that there, I think that there's something there. I definitely do. I think that uh, I think that that's something that you can explore in a season that's built in a hotel. I think that that I think you've touched on something there, and I, I just think I don't know. I, I feel like for American Horror Story, every every season they're trying to come up with a new setting, a new place to really just stage this whole thing around. And hotels is different. Hotels is new. I'm I'm kind of surprised they didn't get to this earlier. And every season, I'm kind of feeling like, well, have they run out of where they're going to go next? And I, I feel like hotel just seems like it was the obvious next direction. Are there a lot of like what are some? I mean, they they do typically a good job of like getting a lot of the classic tropes around whatever you know when they were in um when it was in New Orleans you know for for Coven they had like all of these different New Orleans legends who kind of right. um you know popped up. And, um, you know, for freak show, same thing, you know, you had all the kind of classic tropes of the freak show. Do you think like what other than the shining, which we've now seen with the little kids and then also Wes Bentley's kind of hallucination, you had like, he went into the shower and there were those decaying people having sex right. and that seemed like a And shining. even him going to the bar, it's like the very famous Jack yes. Torrance goes to the bar and is constantly being tempted to drink. And you know that he's going to drink by the end of the season. So. <laughs> if he doesn't drink, we are definitely been teased like, yeah, that's bullshit. Only American horror story could tease drinking that much and then not actually have anyone have a drink um but do you think like what are some other like big hotel horrors that you think like might pop up here well that that's actually a great question for you because you're you're a los angeles guy you grew up in los angeles right yeah yeah so and so there's a lot of story i mean i don't know los angeles super well i've visited a bunch of times but i don't know the history of it very well but i know that there's a lot about uh haunted hotels in los angeles is this lining up with anything from from your time growing up there anything you can fill us in on i mean it's you know it's like all all the legends are just you know it's like there's a ghost because there was someone murdered there you know it's not like ever i don't i can't think of anything are we gonna find a body in the water tower at some point is that yeah, something that's god happen yeah yeah exactly um yeah i don't know i can't think of anything really specific that that would be that would be like that that uh you're right that there's all these like crazy you know this starlet killed you know or like but like they did a lot of that with murder house which was also set in los angeles like they really captured right. like they had the black dahlia in murder house um right. so they really captured a lot of that sort of like la noir um, stuff in, in, I think there's opportunity for it. You know, I think that there's a ton of opportunity for it. You know, just in the fact that like Dennis O'Hare's character is named Liz Taylor, you know, that there's, <laughs> yeah. there's going, there's going to be, you know, more like references to Elizabeth Taylor and things like that. We're going to see, we're going to see that for sure. Lily Robb is coming back this season. Yeah. She's always awesome on this show and she's playing a serial killer. I don't know the name off the top of my head, but she's playing a real life serial killer. So they're, they're definitely drawing in on a lot of that stuff that they like to do. I don't know any specific examples off the top of my head. That's that's why you guys are listening and should write in and let us know in the comments section or go to posterrecaps.com slash feedback and give us some feedback on some of the parallels you're seeing between the Hotel Cortez and real hotel horror in real life. Oh, yeah. That would be very That would be great. Part. Um, yeah, that would be really cool. And even like the Evan Peters section is shot in black and white, you know, so it right. was done like a sort of old timey, you know, film. And I think you're right. There. It was really cool to get that like classic American horror story title card of what yes. time it is and to have that in like 1925 and like in that style, I thought was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was that, that looked I mean, my only problem with that was that my TV doesn't handle blacks very well. So I couldn't really see what was going on. Like nice. <laughs> it was all just sort of like a it was all like muddled space uh, we, we're talking a lot about murder house and i feel like it's it's something that we should talk about a little bit more you know we know that there's vampires here we haven't really even talked about the vampire rules yet we'll get there yeah uh, but we, we know we know that there's ghosts in this place yes. or at least it seem it seems to be unless every single person that's died and is now alive is a vampire which i don't think that that's what's going on it sure looked like the um sarah paulson character like literally it was you're right i mean I think you're you're right to bring a murder house here because she dies and then is trapped there and then same right. with um 
Max Greenfield, is that his name? Um, yeah, yeah, the the heroin, the heroin addict who dies in the first episode is now back in the second and zipped up into a bed. And it seems like he, it does seem like the rules of this hotel are kind of obeying some of the same rules of the murder house. Right. And so that's interesting. I think that, you know, most of the time we probably wouldn't bat much of an eye at that. It would just be like classic American horror story wonkiness going on. But the fact that Ryan Murphy and other people involved in the show have come out and said that these seasons are connected. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wonder if there's any sort of specific connection to, to Murder House that's brewing here, if that's something that's going to be explored at all, or if it's just this is a device that exists in this world where there are certain places in the universe of American horror story that if you die there, you don't leave. Right. And, you know, the realtor is the same realtor uh, that, that, that was sold um, Cheyenne Jackson the hotel as, as uh, sold uh, Dylan McDermott the house in the first. Is that right? Yes. The same realtor. Oh, I completely so, missed that. Yeah. Um, so, oh, that's you know, cool. That's a, that's a great little nod. Yeah. She specializes, I guess, in those uh, haunted houses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She should get a new job. <laughs> it's a horror. It's, unless she's like married to, like she died in that job. And yeah. She just yeah that's that great. Job. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I wonder if, I wonder if there's a little something there or if it's literally just, you know, oh, well, this is the world of American horror story. And if you die in this place, you die there. But talking about like hotel references, um, and, and keeping that in line with, with what we just talked about is, you know, the really, um, I, I thought it was fun, but I could see if you thought that it was too much, if it was too over the line, ending the first episode with Hotel California and there's the whole, you know, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Is that is that too, is that too you know, much of an accurate description for what's going on here? Did you think that was too cute? Too on the nose? I liked yeah. it. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's such a classic song and why not? You know, like, it's not like, you know, as as people always defend American Horror Story, like, no one ever accused Ryan Murphy of being subtle. You know, it's it right. is, that you're not, you're not, you know, go watch Fargo. You know, you're not, you don't want, you're not coming to this for like, Dude, go watch Fargo and then listen to the post show recaps about Fargo on postshowrecaps.com. I'm I'm excited to do both of those things. I, is this I hear this season's favorite. You don't have to lie. You don't have to lie on the Well, I'm, I'll definitely watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I appreciate that. Um so but yeah, it's not subtle. American horror story is not yeah. subtle. It beats you in the face and knocks your teeth out with this stuff. So should we talk about like the actual like we've talked a lot about the themes, the kind of like broader world, you know, do we should we talk about the actual plots plot of what's happening? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's kind of a mistake that we're, you know, several, several minutes into this thing. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just like, I just, I just like talking to you, Steve. I know. It's, um, a, it's a pleasure. It really is. It it's is a pleasure. It's you. fun. I'm having a good time. Um, yeah, no, we should talk about that stuff. I, I think, do you, do you want to start with, um, uh, the, the serial killer storyline, the Ten Commandments killer? That seems to be, you know, I, I don't know how that ties into the hotel yet, but that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the story that I feel like is, that's what's roped me into this season a bit. I really like Wes Bentley's character. Yeah, he's a little boring. Yeah, he's a little square-jawed. But I like that he stands out in that way from the rest of this really eccentric, colorful cast. And he is, you know, very dedicated to this mission to find this yeah. guy that is going around. And apparently, as we learned in last night's episode, he's going around killing people in, you know, a real homage to Seven. Uh, you know, going around and killing people and putting them in biblical poses. Uh, what do you think is going on here? Yeah, and putting, putting them in biblical poses. And apparently, they're also sinners, right? It's not just that they're getting posed right. biblically. It's that they're committing these crimes. What Before we talk about what's going on with the killer, what is going on with West Bentley's police station? Like, that is yeah. the nicest <laughs> police – or like the most – creepy it's posh yeah it's like it's, it, it looks like it itself is in the lobby of a very fancy hotel you know or like it's in like a church or something i feel like american horror story police office was uh police station was a missed opportunity <laughs> yeah, exactly. we could we could have yeah. we really could have done it yeah american horror story jail would also be very good yeah yeah that that that's probably next that's actually that's on good. the horizon yeah, yeah. And um, it's gonna be an oz crossover and it's gonna be awesome yeah so I, I, it is interesting. So I was like, yeah, Wes Bentley, you know, the world's worst father um, is investigating. <laughs> is he that bad? He's not that bad. He was going to read to her through FaceTime. That's pretty good. Yes. He was going to read to her through FaceTime. And then he also has managed to lose both of his children. And, you know, right. With- and he also brought one of those kids to an active crime scene where, uh, where the murderer has <laughs> said that they're going to kill again. Yeah. And, and, and kill. And not only that, but was texting from uh, her mother's phone. Right. And then brings the girl, but then also just decides to like not really keep track of her. Just just go run right. off. That's fine. No no big deal. That that hasn't yeah. worked out badly in the past for me. Um, he's not a, he's not a great dad. Yeah. He's not a great dad. I, I think his heart's in the right place, but yeah. he's getting a lot of stuff wrong. 
Yeah, exactly. Very irresponsible man. But he is, we, we see out of the gate that he is like a super cop, right? And like super cops always like have like right in the first crime scene, they make some incredible deduction. And, you know, in his is that this first uh, corpse or this first uh, tableau is, you know, the, the guy is pumped filled with um, sexual enhancement drugs. And they discover right. that that is in fact the case. And, you know, he sees that that's, you know, what's going on is that she, he's stuck. This guy is stuck in this girl. That was awful. It was so, so gross. This show is so gross. It's so gross. <laughs> it's just, every time it's just so disgusting. It's, and they, you know, it doesn't always, it doesn't always scare you. Uh, it regularly grosses me out. Yeah. And I'm not easy to gross out, but this show always makes me feel sick. It's hard to watch. And with his eyes and the tongue yeah. missing and they shoot, they get close up on the tongue. Ugh, it's terrible. Yeah. FX gets away with crazy shit. Yeah, it's surprising how much they get away with. And, like, you know, they had that foursome with Lady Gaga. Like, you know, you really, like, uh, other than actual, you know, generals, they basically showed everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so, so he's got this case and, and there's a serial killer who is, is te- texting him specifically from his wife's phone and obviously is looking to get in his head. You know, there's kind of setting up this, like, um, I don't know, uh, what, what do you call it? I don't know. Yeah, some kind of, you know, some I kind can't of. can't read your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I tried, I've tried really hard. Setting. <laughs> Um, setting, really not up, really not going great. Setting up some kind of contest, right? Some kind of like who is the hunter and who is the hunter, right? Right. Between yeah. uh, West Bentley as the cop and whoever this serial killer is, you know, we don't know if he's already a character we've met. Probably not. You know, the, the, you don't think so. You don't think that we know the Ten Commandments killer. This is something that American Horror Story loves to do. Whether it was right. Rubber Man being Tate the whole time or Bloody Face being Zach Quinto's character. By the way, if you guys haven't watched those previous <laughs> editions of American Horror Story, I'm yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Go back and, and ignore everything yeah. we've set up. For this. That's okay. You know, just a little bit of behind-the-scenes shenanigans. I haven't recorded the introduction yet. So by the time you're hearing this part of the podcast, you already know that there were spoiler alerts. Yeah. Um, smart. Smart move. So I, I think that, like, I mean, who, though? You know, there's no one who we've met who it really could be, except his wife. You know, like, his wife is the right. only person who um, we know that has any kind of relationship with him. Well, yeah, that we know for sure, but we also know that one of his kids, the kid that went missing, is now like a vampire baby in the Hotel Cortez. Right. So how did he get there, and whoever brought him to the hotel, if that's somebody that we know already, if that could unfold, that could be somebody who's linked to this. So who, like, who who are the suspects? Like, you know, there's Lady Gaga. That seems, like, right. really out of character, right? Like, that's she's, like, decadent. She's glamorous. She's, she's, she's decadent. She's glamorous, but these, you know, these kids, for whatever reason, you know, they were, they were sucking on the sweet in episode two and all of that blood is in you know that nice little jar that gets served up to lady gaga so she might have purpose for these for these vampire babies maybe she is after lots of kids and she sends them to the video game room it could be her i don't think it would be out of character and maybe she that's true that's true when we do know that 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 whoever it is stole his child so so that she may be continuing her husband's work i guess like you know if she is uh in fact evan peter's uh, wife and Evan Peters started this serial killer stuff and was, you know, trying to k- kill God, right? That was apparently a part of the theme of this season too, is the, the attempt to kill God. Um, and I would not put it past American Horror Story to actually kill God. <laughs> <laughs> and it would probably be like God played by Alan Alda or somebody yeah, like yeah. that. Like they would get some amazing person to play God. Yeah, Alanis Morissette again making a you know, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Um, but but, but yeah, and we also but we also know that um, you know we we get the rules of the vampires from from the Countess when she's talking to Finn Wittrock's character and kind of giving him the scoop on what it means to be a vampire. And some of those traditional rules are out the window. There's no fangs. We cut all of that stuff. Uh, and one of the big ones is you can go out at daytime. You right. can actually do that. It's it sups your vitality, I right. guess, but you can do it. So she could have gone out and directly done something like this. And someone definitely stole uh, um, the kid, right? What was the kid? So it, that's if not Lady Although Gaga. His kids minions. have shown a tendency of just running away. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's instilled in his children some sort of sense of flight. It could what be. What is that? What did he do? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's 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 running away from something. I, I, he's the killer. He's the Ten Commandments killer. It's a it's a schizophrenic split personality. Oh, good. That's exactly what we need. Like the most basic right? like plot twist. It's, <laughs> he himself was the, that. I mean, but again, like also really a very viable option. Um, it's not out of the realm. Not out of the. You're right. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Like he might have a personality like that might be the thing that he's running from 
Um, you know, you've also got Liz Taylor, like really could be, uh, you know, that character. You've got, you know, right. it could be, it could be. Sarah could be Kathy Bates. Could, it be, could Kathy. be Kathy Bates. You know, we we talked about how she's playing sort of this benevolent character, or at least someone who's a lot more streamlined than the people that she's played on the show before. Right. Um, but the show also loves American Horror Story. Also loves like presenting you with the only good person in the room and turning that person into the worst person in the room. Yeah. You know, that's the true. the big the big bloody face twist, for example. Like they they love to do that. They love to subvert your expectations and have somebody who you think is awesome, and it turns out that they are very much not. And it could be the Kathy Bates. Character character we could we we think that she's so nice and it turns out that she wanted to you know some sort of long con against uh west bentley that she abducts his kid and wants him to come here and solve whatever the hell is going on at the hotel cortez so that she can get her son back or some that, dumb shit i like could that. see i could see that i mean it, it certainly would give some motivation to her, that long conversation she has with him where she kind of lays out everything that's going on in the hotel like if she wants him to you know to do something about it i i, did, I question that choice of his to stay at the hotel of the killer has decided is um you know where he's going to commit his next crime and it seems like right. not the best not the best uh, police work but well he just wants to be close by he just wants to be there when it happens right be in the room when it happens um, yeah. <laughs> um it's a questionable choice but i think we've established that this is you know his mo questionable choices is what <laughs> yeah, this dude is yeah. all about he's yeah but it, i i agreed I, I i have no idea why he's doing that and you get the sense, you know, the, the Eagles are telling you, you can check in, but you can't leave. Yeah. He's, uh, so you got to imagine he's, he's aft here unless he can blow up the whole, whole, whole hotel. Right. We haven't, we haven't seen a lot of like protagonists escaping. You know, I don't, I think there's, there's a pretty good shot that West Bentley is going to spend the rest of eternity in, in the American Horror Story Hotel. Yeah. I think that there's a very likely, likely aspect. Um, coming up. what about the, what about that whole vaccine? Oh, sorry. I don't, I don't mean to jump around. I'll let you, I'll, you, you you're no, ba- no, you're, no, you're no, no, do it, do it, do it. Vaccine, vaccine. I wanted to talk about this. Well, so it, we, we, you know, we we see um oh my god what's her name the his wife um Chloe Sevigny. Chloe Sevigny, yes yes she's she's a nurse and she's dealing with the child of an anti-vaxxer and the child right. has measles and and uh this is like I enjoyed sorry, that ahead. tremendously by the way I really loved that well I just I just loved the whole like vax your kid See, Don't do this. I'm I'm the son of an infectious disease doctor. I could not possibly be more pro vaccine. Um, but I thought it was so luxury. And I like, is it anything but a lecture? Like, is there no? Some, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like a pub, like a PSA in the middle of an episode of primetime television. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, if if American Horror Story could do any social good at all. Like, isn't that something? Shouldn't we give it that? Like, I guess so. It's, yeah. it's such a rare opportunity yeah. for for this show to actually accomplish something uh, culturally. But I don't think that's I don't think that happened last night. Yeah. I don't think that anyone was. I don't think anyone was convinced to vaccinate their kids. Yeah, if anything, this would really fuel anti-vaccine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. American Horror Story told me to vaccinate my kids. I'm not doing that. Definitely stay away from that. Well, it does seem like it's thematically, you know, related. You know, we're talking about a virus, right? Is like vampirism is a virus. Um, you know, we're talking about different levels of, you know, infection than, than, uh, the idea of, of vaccination is, is certainly, you know, not thematically unrelated to the things that are being, you know, going on elsewhere. Right. Yeah. So I, th- I think that it links. I think that it's good. I don't think that we're going to get much out of it. But if we suddenly get like a, an anti-vax storyline that is going all the way through American Horror Story Hotel, that that better be good. I mean, that's it's the second. That sounds that's really very, sounds very weird. Yeah. I mean, in the first episode, you know, she mentioned that she had to go take care of a kid with whooping cough, right? And like mentioned anti-vaxxers. And now she's taking a kid, care of a kid with measles and anti-vaxxers again. I mean, this is twice in two episodes. Something is going on there. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's a good point. So we'll see. Keep a keep an eye out on that. We should talk about Lady Gaga, if not even her story, um, but but just Gaga in general. You know, this was the big casting announcement yeah. of Hotel, and I think if Jessica Lang is leaving the show, that's huge shoes to fill. We've got some really great people who are still on board. You know, we've got Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters has been in it from the beginning. Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett have become regulars of this show. Uh, somewhere along the way, we got Dennis O'Hare back in the mix. But still, like you need you need someone. You need someone to fill like one person to fill those shoes of Jessica Lang, unless you disagree and you don't think that we needed that. Um but Lady Gaga is the person who gets the call. I was really shocked when that announcement came out. Were you surprised that this was something that she chose to do? I mean, I think it's really perfect in terms of who the audience for American Horror Story is. You know, I think that she lines up so much with the whole aesthetic of excess. And, you know, they're sort of like rebellious 
um, social quality that American Story has in terms of really, you know, being, you know, in terms of like being there, having like a lot of strong women, a lot of like gay characters, right. a lot of like gay iconography, you know, a lot of gay themes, you know, having Lady Gaga come onto the show is really um, you know, it seems very much in line with that and in tone with that. And she does kind of seem like the embodiment of the whole, um, American horror story, you know, ethos. And so like, I, I kind of thought it was cool, you know, and I think she's doing it. You know, I think, I don't think she's Jessica Lang in terms of, you know, giving a rich, you know, acting portrayal of a, of a tormented human being, but in terms of right. being just like the most decadent, the most extravagant, the most glamorous, you know, I think she is, she is doing that. What did you think of the booby tassels? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm on board. You know, I'm on board with it. It was good, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the one thing I didn't get was when she goes out alone and is walking yeah. through the lampposts, you know, what the hell was that scene? Yeah, we didn't get any payoff to that. Um so I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just like the sweet vampire meetup spot. Yeah. This is where all the vampires hang out and, you know, do each other. There was a lot of like Gaga being crazy gaga in in different you know scenes like the 70s flashback was just absurd yes yeah. it was unbelievable it was great yeah uh i mean her first scene was insane her first her introduction to american horror story is crazy we have lady gaga and matt bomer matt bomer probably the hottest man on the planet yes yes uh, go, go, going out at night with lady gaga picking up these two people giving some very obscene hand gestures as they're watching nosferatu in the hollywood forever cemetery bringing those people back having the most raucous sex on primetime TV, yes. on FX, you know, short of straight up actual seeing, you know, dong and nipples, this was a very <laughs> nude scene. And it ends with, you know, this horrible bloodbath and no dialogue has been spat forth by Gaga at this point at all until they're lying in bed. She's smoking a cigarette and she looks up at Matt Bomer and says, and you wanted to stay in. Is that her first line? Just, that's her first line of the whole season. That's I feel great. like it was, it was like a meta commentary of like, what, you didn't think that I could bring it to American Heart? Right. story i feel like there's a little bit of that going on i think it's also just like a holy shit that really is an understatement for what i just watched yeah <laughs> so her first scene is her first scene is really a rock star opening scene you know one of the best debuts of a character that i've seen on the show i loved the profile of her with nosferatu in the background i mean that, yeah. that was such a such a cool shot um yeah 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 you're right it was very like intense and like you know clearly just you know showed that they're going to go all out with gaga this this season yeah i think so and I, I think that you know you're right she's obviously she's no jessica lang it's very difficult to be jessica lang she's an incredibly talented actress her accolades speak for themselves uh but i, th I think that bringing someone like lady gaga into american horror story at least energy wise i think it really fits where the show is at and probably where it needs to be moving forward this is a show that has just gotten bigger and crazier with every season and i think that lady gaga embodies a lot of that and i think that there's a little bit of a monopoly quality to her acting yeah. which you would expect because she's not a trained actor at, at any you know by any stretch of the imagination but i think that that fits with the character i think that the countess has been shown to be this very weird out of it woman who is um you know also you know in keeping with the addiction theme she seems to have some addiction problems of her own and she's kind of got that zoned out addict aura about her that i think actually kind of works and that's sort of that's sort of at least lady gaga's personality that she puts forth in in her stage i don't know about her personal life uh but i think that there's something that's very similar in how she carries herself as a performer on stage and you know the whole personality that she's crafted this career around that i think is really present and appropriate for the countess as a character in american horror story generally and i didn't even hate her scene with matt bomer their breakup scene you know i thought like i expected her to be worse actually you know i thought that she handled herself right. fine you know when yeah. When Matt Bomer, so so Finn Finn Whitrock and Lady Gaga has decided that like Finn Whitrock is her new boy toy, and Matt Bomer freaks out about it and is like you know you told me you loved me basically, and she breaks up with him and says something like you know we're made to who we are by our heartbreaks, and I, I thought she handled. Sorry, it well. I like I like Finn Whitrock now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, is it okay that we only refer to them by their the actors' names? I have no idea these, what these characters' names. Are. We'll we'll learn their names along the way. This yeah. is this is episode one. We're good. Yeah. I guess technically episode one and two, but episode one of the podcast. Of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But I have a questionable choice to to kick out Matt Bomer and keep Finn Whitrock. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think this is the last we've seen of Matt Bomer. I mean, I agree that maybe bad. You know, but it's like you know, I remember a, fa a famous onion headline of a of a many years ago, which was like. 
Um, you know, Brad Pitt bored with Jennifer Aniston's naked body. You know, this is when Brad Pitt <laughs> right, right. and Aniston were dating. But like, you know, it's, anyone can get, you know. Wow, that is really old. Yeah. Steven. Yeah. It's, it's uh, dating myself. I'm, yeah. Oh, that's not great. Uh, but you know, Matt, even Matt. Or Lomar, you just, you're, you're an immortal vampire yourself. So you can just <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This was in 1920s. I was, it was the decadent <laughs> part of the era or whatever, whatever the yeah. decadent part of the decade. Um, you could see the future and the onion was happening. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I agree. I was shocked. I mean, Finn Wintrock with that, that hair. Like, what was up with that hair? Do you have that hair streak? No, I, I do not have that hair streak. I stopped dyeing my hair in high school, yeah. but I did do that once upon a time. He's, I did. I did. Did you really? Did you dye your hair? Yeah, it was for, it was for a play. Oh, <laughs> was it, were you a vampire? I was, I was not a vampire. Yeah. I was, I, I was actually, I was an honest fairy in the play. Oh. It was Midsummer Night's Dream. It oh, was that's nice. Yeah, it was a good time. It was fun. Um, I like that line of Lady Gaga's, he's full of rage. I can still smell it. Yeah. Um, so like that's, you know, to your point about like she's a junkie, you know, then you immediately cut to him looking right. for cocaine and saying like, I can smell it. You know, like yeah. there's that sense that junkies have like this super keen, ability to seek out the things that they're addicted to with Finn with Finn Whitrock it's cocaine and with her it's like some kind of emotional excess and I agree that like she's got that sort of like dazed jaded quality and maybe that's why she's like so much in need of like this pure adrenaline yeah I mean the thing that I'm not sure how I feel about yet is there's there's been these stories that have been kicking around the press of like Lady Gaga so psyched about American Horror Story that she's in for season six like she wants in on season six I mean let's see how the season plays out before we start doing that and you know maybe she'll be phenomenal and maybe you can picture her playing a bunch of different characters but it feels to me for both her career and for our enjoyment, I feel like Lady Gaga should be like a one and done. Totally, totally. She's like, she's so, yeah, she's kind of, I don't want to say she's one note because like to your point, like we don't know what's going to happen, but she feels very, it's not, if not one dimensional, like two dimensional um, and not maybe yeah. three dimensional at this point. Yeah. Um, let's see some other characters. Let's let's quickly hit some other characters before we wrap up. Do you like Sarah Paulson as Sally other than the teeth? The teeth thing. thing. Yeah, I can't, can't get past that. It is a crazy character for her. And, you know, and like, I think you're right that like she usually plays these innocents, these protagonists, almost sometimes these naifs, you know, who often have like some kind. And, and I think she still maintains that, which is what's so great about this junkie character of hers, that even as she's terrorizing children, there's something so wounded and so hurt about her that you sympathize yeah. with, with whatever plight she's going through. Whereas if it was someone, a lesser actor or a different actor, they might just seem more purely insidious or creepy with Sarah Paulson. Like, you know that there's so much pain behind, behind the menace. Right. Yeah, no, she was, she was really great just in her first scene. I forget exactly what she said, but she said something like, um, uh, she's like, I, I got dibs. Th- I got the quote. It's I got dibs on this one. Iris, I haven't seen one that sweet in a while. Yeah. Uh, when, when the heroin junkie shows up and there's just, there's something really, uh, unexpectedly sinister about this character where I, I kind of half expect that she's going to be the real threat to keep an eye on this season. Well, and she does seem to have some kind of alliance, right? With the addiction monster or the addiction demon. Like if she says, I've right. got this one and then and if he's on your side, <laughs> you don't want to get blindsided by that guy. Yeah. Well, and speaking of which, like, is he the guy, is he the reason that, you know, the, the blogger, you know, are, were you afraid of this? Is this going to put open season on bloggers? Is this, is this scary to you that the blogger is the first it, victim of this show? Um, it is a little nerve wracking. It's a little scary for me. So uh, the blogger was right. He was sodomized with something, you know, with gold paint on it, right? And, and then right. I, I I thought it was um if it wasn't an Oscar, it was like some sort of award. So it's a you know a Hollywood award. But maybe it's the award, but we don't know that. Right. Like, is it possible right. that it is the addiction monster? In which case, like maybe Sarah Paulson is the is the killer. I, I think that's possible. She's shown interest in in Detective Lowe already. Yeah. You know, she had she had that moment with him, like, tell me about your last drunk, you know, everything like that. So she's obviously very into him. Right. Uh, that would be really that would be very creepy if she were the one behind the mask. That'd be that'd be terrifying. Yeah, because there's some sort of alliance, right? So when when uh, Max Greenfield is getting is getting um you know, uh, attacked by the addiction. Demon. We can use our imagination. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we, we were there. We were, yeah, you saw it. Um, yeah. she's there like saying like, tell me you love me and it will end or something. Right. Yes. And then, yes. and then in episode two, you know, she, she, he's, she's sewing him into the bed and he says, you know, you told me it would be end and she, it would end. And she says, you can never escape death. And that again is kind of tying, the theme of immortality and escaping death with the theme of addiction. Like the idea that maybe by pursuing heroin or whatever it is, he's trying to like cheat death. Right. 
Yeah, I'm curious about this immortality thing because there was also this line from uh, the Countess in last night's episode where she's talking to to Finn Wittrock, who Wikipedia tells me is Tristan Duffy. Tristan, Tristan Duffy. Duffy, okay. Tristan Duffy. So we're learning something new every day. All right. Uh, you know, she's having this conversation with him, and you know, he's like, "Are silver bullets going to kill me? Am I, are steaks going to kill me? Or am I good on all that?" That's like that's all bullshit, yeah. right? And she says, "No, it's not BS. You're immortal if you're smart." Right. You know, basically saying you can die. Yeah. So the vampires can die. I don't know about about the ghosts we never saw anything like that to my recollection at least on murder house i think that the ghosts are pretty much just here to stay yeah so what happens if, if a vampire dies in the hotel cortez is do they are they vampire ghosts at this point like what, what what's the what's the ruling on the field yeah, i guess we'll find out i mean i assume that yeah. whatever can happen will happen so i guess like right. you know and lost rules yeah um yeah. something will definitely we'll definitely get some dead uh vampire at some point no, but I think I think something super messed up. I, this is like the understatement of the century. This is the, something super messed up is going to happen with Seth. <laughs> yeah, you, you, like really, could, something super messed up is going to happen with Blank. You know, it's just going to get really terrible. It's going to be disgusting. Is Kathy Bates um, a ghost or a vampire? Like she says, she can't ever leave. So you'd think she's well, a ghost. I don't, we don't know how she died. Yeah, you would get you get the sense that she's a ghost. Uh, don't get the sense that she's a vampire. I don't know that it's is it definite that she's a ghost. I think in that flashback, I have to rewatch it, but in, her, in the flashback, it feels like she's got lighter hair. Uh, she looks younger than she looks now in the present day. Is it possible that she's just straight up Kathy Bates and she doesn't? She's not going to leave because her son is tied to this place. That, that's possible. I think that's possible. She has like hinted that like you know she's stuck here or whatever. But like I think right. that you're. It's certainly possible that she's just stuck there because right, like to your point, like her son is there, so that's why she's stuck. But but uh, I think there's something more. To it. I think she's she's uh, you know a perennial employee. And then what about the video game room? How great is that? God, room? terrible video games. Like update terrible update games. Your, though. They really got up. Yeah. <laughs> they got to update that. Yeah, the, the kids seem to love it. I'm surprised. I feel like you know that to me is a level of believability. Are kids going to be that excited about you know Space Invaders and, and Tetris in the P, in the PS4 era? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's a real you know that's that's where this this show lost me in terms of its believability. We got to get like Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain. Yeah, like we got to we got to really beef this up some call of duty action yeah. these kids are are very creepy right like a they're lot terrifying. of the kids stuff has you know when they were feasting and they suddenly like look up you know the kids are very are, are the scariest for me anyway like the legitimately scariest part of this show Awful. do you like kids to begin with i yeah kids i mean i don't i don't really know i'm not, <laughs> I'm not great at interacting with them i'm like so right. nice to meet you young hey. man you know but like what uh did, what did you do today yeah yeah I can see somebody who has like a real kid phobia really being freaked out about these kids though. They they are awful. They're awful with like their bleach blonde hair and just like their little bloody mouths and they're, you know, you're trying to take a selfie with them and they try to bite your face off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not good. It's not great. Yeah, but and they and and like they can't even stay in the in the picture. They're like all blending out of reality. It's it's terrible. Yeah, um, I liked how they managed that. Like the, like I, I actually liked that. That was one of my favorite scenes. Like the, where like she takes the selfie and then the selfie is a blur. And is it a blur because he's a vampire? Is it a blur because he's right. moving? Is it a blur you know right. for some other because her camera sucks? Um, you know, I like I really like that that uh, that kind of evasion in terms of the, the plot. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you what, what do you think of the whole? That that whole that whole that whole plot with the the daughter whatever her name is becoming with uh with uh West Bentley's daughter's kid yeah like and she she sees she meets up with uh, his her son or her brother on, and um you know they have like a little conversation was that was that right. a- it, it feels like she's getting vetted for vampire status like it feels like she's like that's the path that she's gonna go on same thing with Cheyenne Jackson's kid like those two seems like they're gonna be groomed to be so you think they're at risk because like I was thinking yeah. like when he when she says to him you know. Or he says to her, like, you grew up. You know, I thought maybe that inoculated her. Like, she might have aged out of being a little blonde vampire. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. That's possible. Um, um, unless, unless it's like you get turned and you're just frozen in whatever state you are. And it's, you know, irrelevant uh, whether or not she's, you know, Lady Gaga or whoever is taking these kids. If they're going after, like, a specific age type, which... You know, thinking about it seems likely, seems probable. Yeah. But you know, maybe maybe she's open open minded right. in terms of the the age range of the kids that she will turn into little monsters. Little monsters. I didn't even think about that. That's great. Right. That's good. Right. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that's that's. You're totally. Yeah. Uh, you didn't even think about that. Listen, I'm I'm in my Gaga groove right. Yeah. Now. Wow. Yeah. That was great. Um, yeah, I got it. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. Like to your point, there's like two main plots that are sort of driving the season. We don't really know. It's we had a lot of uh, backstory this this episode, and you know, kind of like setting the two plots in motion. You know, in terms of um, you know, in, in almost three plots, presumably because something. Do you think? Well, do you think we'll spend more time in the in the twenties or, or the forties uh, whenever whenever the hotel in the was flashbacks? built? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would guess so. I, I think that there's there's so many opportunities there. You know, there's there's so many opportunities to tell, and and the fact that we've already done it in the second episode really tells me that Ryan Murphy is interested in showing the Hotel Cortez through time. Yeah, you know, all these different eras. There's so many. You know, the '80s can be really fun. We already saw that the '70s was great. Uh, you know, you can very easily see. You know, you talk about the LA noir stuff. Like you can see like an LA Confidential type of story. You could see like a 1940s mob war type of thing going on with the Hotel Cortez involved. I think there's just too many opportunities there and assuming that american horror story sticks to the script and it's done in one season you really only have what 13 episodes to try out all the cool ideas that you have about this hotel yeah so i so i feel i feel like that's really got to happen i think that there's there's so many for me just thinking about the possibilities like it seems irresistible to just tell this story through time so yeah i think that we'll see we'll see more of the 20s probably we'll see more of what evan peters was up to back in the day i'm sure that we'll see lady gaga through time that's the other piece of it too it's not just the hotel that you would see through time the fact that that's actually really clever. The fact that Lady Gaga was there. born yeah. in the early 1900s, and so she could be anyway, yeah. in all of that time, you know, that the hotel has existed. So I think absolutely. I think that we'll be jumping around time a lot. And they did that a lot in Murder House too, where they would show like the different yeah. murders throughout the the ages that took place at that uh, at at the house. So uh, yeah, you're you're right that there will be you know probably a lot of a lot of uh, fun stuff. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else? I think we. I think we. This is a good good first run. This was good. I think, yeah. I mean, you know, our first, our, our first podcast together, you know, we've both. That's not true. How dare you forget the time that we talked about somebody who got voted out on, I don't know, Worlds Apart. Oh, yes. I, my bad. I don't remember. I don't remember which episode. I, that was. I think that was Jen, Jen's, Jen's exit, or it was, uh, Haley's exit, uh, or Joe's I exit. I don't know. One of those people. One of those people. Well, so we, we did that before. First post shows recaps together. First post show recap and our first, you know, thing that's really ours. Something that's special that we share, just the two of us. That Rob can't touch. That he can't touch, even though he owns our asses. Um, well, if, if, if he dies in this podcast, then he's here forever. Yeah, which yeah. is very likely, honestly. Yeah. That's true. Wait, yeah, that man. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the next season six podcast house. Right. That's, um, that's the podcast, season six podcast house. Yeah. I think he just gave us our hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Great. Perfect. I think, I think that's going to do it. All right. So let's, let's wrap up here. Steven, this is awesome. I'm really pumped to be doing this. Uh, I, I, I miss you a lot. I know that anyone who's listening to this who also listens to the RHAP stuff, everybody misses you a lot. We see you every Wednesday, but we don't hear you this much. This is really fun. Uh, and it's a very unusual show for you to be talking about, but clearly you've got enthusiasm for it. So it's fun. Having a really good time. I love it. I'm excited to see what happens on the show i'm excited to talk about it with you and i'm excited to hear what um you know any listeners we have like uh, speculate you know in terms of like what they think is going to happen what you know other other potential hotel horrors that might pop up so uh you know very very looking forward to this season of the show all right yeah. All right. So, so tweet that our way. Hashtag podcast house. If you made it this far, tweet that to at Stephen Fishback. I'm at Round Howard. Very fun stuff. We will be back next week talking about episode three of American Horror Story Hotel and all the grossness that it brings. Steven, I love you, man. I love you. Hey. Was that hard for you to say or was that good? No, was, I was trying to like make it sound really heartfelt instead of just like, and I love you, man. Like, I, I love you. It felt sincere. Yeah. I like that. All right. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye.